Welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome back to our podcast. You know me. It's Jordan and Chris here, back again with Wheelnuts F1 podcast. Um, with a new, brand new, fancy, fresh look. Big shout out to Soman for doing all of our backgrounds and our visuals. Absolute legend. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. But yeah, guys, um, obviously last week we covered the Christian Horner news. Um, there's not really been much revelation. The only thing I've seen is that uh, Christian Horner is... Uh, expected to be summoned to the Red Bull headquarters for an interview process. Um, it was already summoned. They had the first steps on Friday, but it does look like it's going to be quite a drawn-out affair. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, while that fizzles up, while that bubbles up like a nice, uh, a nice fresh piece of news for us, we're just going to get straight into our 2024 preseason predictions. This is meant to be a little bit more of a fun kind of uh, uh, experimental podcast, more of a conversational kind of a podcast. So guys, if you disagree with us, please let us know down in the comments. Let us know in the chat if you are joining us live. Feel free to fight us. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure Chris and I are going to fight quite a bit on this podcast tonight. Um, but yeah, uh, we're planning on going over our predictions for the 2024 season. We have a couple of uh, little exciting topics in there. Then we're going to go back and look over the 2023 season. Just a brief kind of review of what we thought about the season. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to just take it from there and just absolutely wing it. So, without further ado, Chris, how are you doing today, my brother? I'm good. Very excited for the conversation we got coming up. As you said, I think there's going to be quite a few exchanges in terms of disagreements of where we think the finishing order will be. I'm very excited because in putting this list together, I got really excited about the season because really I was quite confused quite often. And I think that's quite a nice privilege to have that we, we haven't always... Add so much. I mean, first is pretty obvious to me at the moment. Yeah. But I after mean, that, it's quite a toss-up. Exactly. I mean, it's always nice when you when you're sitting down and you're trying to put these things together, and you 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 boggling your own brain because you're like, can I actually put this guy over this guy? Because, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, 100%. I guess we'll never actually have a real understanding. I mean, we'd. I think half of the fun of this is doing it prior to preseason testing. Because, I mean, pre-season testing isn't the be-all, end-all, but it does give you a better idea. So we want to do this. A hundred percent. What's also interesting is looking at the launches because quite a few launches are just show cars. The only car that I've seen that's remotely had a difference has been Alpine. Exactly. So yeah. even from that and listening to some technical discussions on the changes, as you said, pre-season is where the penny drops and you'll we'll finally find out. And even then, you still sandbag, which if you don't know what sandbagging is, you deliberately slow down your car so that your competitors don't know what you're up to um and that's very common in pre-season so i think the first race will be where we finally see whether our predictions come true exactly and i'm very excited uh let's hope for a little bit of a closer season i mean as much as i love hearing the dutch national anthem it does get old eventually um, homie i love you and i'm tired <laughs> <of it. laughs> well, well let's just hope maybe we can have some italian anthems in there i mean you know, we don't really need the German ones or the British ones. We don't really care about we those. We do need but... some British ones. <laughs> okay, I mean, that's fair enough. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think without further ado, we must, we might as well just jump straight into it. Uh, some of the categories we're going to be going over. We've got a constructor's standings predictions. We've got driver's standing predictions. We have got a surprise team of the season, surprise driver of the season. Then we've got stinker team of the season and stinker driver of the season. So that's, we've kind of put all of that together and then we'll go one by one and just discuss, uh, discuss exactly what we think 
uh, kind of and the the reasons why we put each driver there and maybe fight with each other a little bit you never know but um without further ado i don't know chris do you want to kick us off with the constructor standings who do you have in your 10th place okay jb so for me 10th place seems fairly obvious at this Ex point in time i'm gonna go with haas yeah i don't okay. think there's many disagreements there um they've just been trailing for so long it's it's difficult to just make a huge jump unless you've got huge funds of money like aston martin i just don't see them making a jump and they've been fairly honest about it exactly yeah i mean i've also gone for 10th place haas the reason being Haas has always been a team that's kind of focused on the next season. They've stopped their development midway through the season and focused on the next. You know it's never not a good the, sign. It's a terrible sign. They never sign. get it right. <laughs> exactly. It's a terrible sign for Haas where off the bat at their preseason launch, their team principal says, yeah, no, we're going to be slow. We're probably going to come last in Abu Dhabi. 100%. I mean, sorry, in Bahrain. I respect it. I respect it. Managing expectations is not easy. You always want to come out the gate and say, look, we are it. So respect that part. For sure. I mean, I think Mr. Komatsu is maybe got a bit of a different uh, idea as to what's going on than what Gunter Steiner had and maybe a different uh, path set out. So, I mean, yeah, let's just wait and see um, exactly kind of how it goes. But yeah, 10th place, I think that's a pretty comfortable prediction, Haas. Um, so, I mean, straight off the bat, we're in agreement on something at least. Um, which Great I don't think news. I don't think that was the hardest one to do. So from now on in, I think is where it starts getting a bit spicier. Now uh, it starts. Who do you got at number nine? Number nine, I've got. Wait, I need to open. I, I need to open some of uh, a, a website just to get these <coughs> names correct because my goodness, I've got Kick Salba. Okay. At nine. That's valid. Kick Steak Alfa Romeo Salba, whatever it is. <laughs> There's too many names these days. I think um, yeah, it was the days when it was just like Ferrari. Exactly. McLaren. <laughs> Soon enough, we're going to have NASA, NASA, SpaceX, Apple Pro Vision, Mercedes racing. Yeah. All right. Uh, do, you have any particular, do you have any particular reasons you've put them at number nine? Um, yes. Basically, I think last year they, they started trailing off a bit at the end. Obviously, the developments couldn't keep up with some of their competitors around them. And I just don't see them overcoming that in a winter break. Um, on top of that, I don't think they're the strongest driver lineup. They've got good drivers, but it just doesn't scream we're, we're here to dominate, um, even if it is the, the back end of the midfield. So that's my opinion. Who do you put at nine? Exactly the same. What was it? Was it kick yeah, steak no. or steak kick? Kick Sauber, according to the Formula One page. Okay. I've gone kick Sauber. Reason being, I mean, they've always had a decent chassis. The reason I haven't put them last is I can see them scoring. If one team kicks Sauber, that's go. their full name. Yeah, I, I can. I can see them maybe scoring a point here and there. They've always had a, a decent enough chassis as to. It's been able to save them in a couple of situations. Like we saw at Hungary last year, they were pretty decent um, because that's quite a chassis intensive circuit. So that's a, a circuit that requires good balance in the car. And they've always the seen... Away. <clears throat> exactly. And the, the, we, I mean, we've said on previous podcasts, we would like to see more rookies in that team because it is a relatively stable car. It's not going to be something that's going to throw you into the walls left, right and center. So it's a good training ground, but I honestly don't see it being very competitive as it goes forward. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So, 
I don't know, maybe here and there we'll see some points out of them, but I honestly don't expect much, especially with their driver lineup. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad driver lineup, but it's definitely nowhere near the best. I think uh, Bottas is a little bit in his twilight years at the moment, kind of like a Raikkonen situation. I totally agree with that. I do. He, he just gives me this vibe of I'm checking out. I'm here for the paycheck. I enjoy it. I'm having fun. You know, very Kimi Raikkonen. Exactly. This is a hobby to me. I'm here. I'm getting paid to do what I enjoy. I'll carry on. So I, I do agree with you. What, what, what are you thinking about Valtteri's nice blonde mullet? <laughs> it's me Chick Hicks vibe, man. You know, the green car from Cars? Yeah, definitely. Like he's just living that up in a green car, moustache, <laughs> blonde mullet. I don't know. He's he, he's giving me mid, sort of midlife crisis vibes, if I'm totally honest. Yeah, he I agree. He's going to Australia now. He's cycling all the time. He's surfing. He, he's he's kicked into enjoy life mode, you know, respect yeah, for sure. Respect. I agree. I think, um, yeah, well, I mean, there's not much else you can say about that team, really. I mean, it's no, it is what it is up until Audi comes in in 2026. So hopefully that will change some fortunes. But for now, ninth place, we've both gone for kick F1 team, stake kick Sauber F1 team. Um, jumping, I'm gonna make into sure to write these down so that I can keep receipts for. for Show you I'm right. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, okay, number eight, number eight, number eight, number eight. I think I'm pretty sure we're still going to be quite consistent when it comes down to number eight. I think maybe the top five is where we're going to start varying a bit. Okay, who's your number eight? Number eight, I've gone for, I hope this is right, Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. Yes, you got it. You nailed it. You nailed it. Sometimes That's I impressive. research these things. But it's impressive because what a fucking name, man. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. I like mean, we're trying to get away from, from being a Red Bull sister team, but there's RB in the name, which means Red Bull to everyone. Um, they built a new campus, apparently, in Enstone in the, the UK, which is part of, you know, breaking away from Faenza, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Did, I don't I mean, know, man. What can you even say at this point? I mean, they change names more consistently than anybody else on the grid at this point. But yep. I guess when you have terrible names, you come out with beautiful liveries because their car from the car launch looks amazing. A hundred percent. And it's going back to its old days of what it Toro used to Rosso, be of Scuderia yeah. Toro Rosso. But I'm just confused. I'm... And, and I think everyone in the F1 world is. I, I don't know what identity this team has. It and doesn't, I don't think that's an immediate problem, yeah. but that's going to show up soon. Yeah, it doesn't really have an identity. I think what I... Okay, before we get too political on the podcast, my view, honestly, is that they're kind of just rebranding it to kind of get some sponsorship money and, and kind of get... I honestly think that they're preparing to sell the team, potentially. I would be happy if they did, to be honest. I mean, I don't think anybody currently would complain. I think as soon as we no. can get VCarb off of the racing time boards, I think everybody's a win-win in that situation. Just, you know, going back to last week where we touched on Andretti, it just drives me nuts that Andretti brings no, nothing. But now we got teams running around Visa Cash App, Racing Bulls, Formula One team. Um, man, drives me nuts. Yeah. So, well, I mean... Chelsea, VCarb 01. <laughs> what? How many number one chassis has this team had? This is 
I don't know. In my honest opinion, I think this might be the worst name in Formula One history. I mean, State Easy. Kick F1 Sauber at least still has Sauber in there, but Racing Bulls, some heritage, yeah. Cash App Racing Bulls V Carb is just sad. But I mean, enough about it's, that. It's, it sounds like an awful dude V Carb for your yeah. car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they, I mean, maybe that's a product opportunity for them. Get it up on the merch yep. store. Okay, Solid. well, I mean, yeah. so some of the reasons I've put them at number eight, I like their driver lineup. A lot of people kind of don't really like it. I think Yuki's a very decent driver. I watched his Formula 2 campaign. I totally agree. Loved him as a Formula 2 driver. He is so fast. He just has a tendency to overdrive. And Daniel <laughs> Ricciardo, I mean, it's really hard not to love the Honey Badger. Like, he is one of the most likable characters in Formula 1. Granted, McLaren did a dent in his uh, in his in his stock pricing in Formula One, but you can't forget Renault his Renault days where he was claiming podiums in that Renault and outperforming majority in the midfield in a slower car was only like three seasons, four seasons ago, three seasons ago maybe, and you cannot discount what he did at that Red Bull team. You cannot discount what he was able to do in the. No, it's insane. He won a race at McLaren, at Monza. He's got the achievements to back it up. I think his confidence just took a bash because of how difficult that McLaren was uh, kind of in the low acceleration zones. And so, it's also very, very nibbly, if I could say. And I'm yeah. sure you'll, you'll know in, in terms of, and what I'm speaking about, for, for those who might not know as much, is it's very specific. So it's got to be driven a very specific way. It's very sensitive. So it's, and, and if you're a rookie coming in, it's much easier to grasp that than if you've been driving a Red Bull car and HRTs for 10 Definitely. years and then you get into this car. So I think that's why he struggled, 100%. Yeah. I do agree with you. I mean, people, and, and it's Formula One in general, that it's this business of what did you do for me recently? Definitely. But he was a monster at Red Bull, man. Yeah, and I mean, if we look, so to everybody who's kind of getting new into Formula One, every driver has a different driving style. Based on the carts that they used to drive, based on the circuits that they used to drive at, the conditions of their home country. How they learned how to race. Exactly. Their racing lines, everybody's got different racing lines. Daniel Ricciardo loves a front-end heavy car. But what I mean by that is when you're turning into a corner, he loves it when it's a bit twitchy. So he can kind of overturn the car so it starts sliding a little bit. But then he also loves a car with a super stable rear. So even though it starts sliding, it's still quite easy to catch before it overslides and you lose track and you lose lap time because you've like need to regain your traction i think and i think one yeah. thing is is the reason it's called front end is because that's where all the grip is so exactly as jordan said you've got a slippery back and all your grip is on the front it makes it twitchy it makes it very responsive but more difficult to handle for sure and i think yeah. that's that's what a lot of people don't uh, they, they discount him for and i think when he was in renault it took him a while but they eventually started moving the car in that general direction McLaren was perfectly happy to have a car that is better with a smooth driving style. Like Lando Norris, where you're super smooth on the inputs, super smooth on the throttle and the accelerator. That's how you manage to get the most out of that car. And I think Daniel Ricciardo started trying to change his driving style to match the car and eventually That's started exactly using it. it. So, and, I think and we know that because Red Bull also spoke quite a few times about him picking up bad habits from McLaren. So I think it was exactly as you just said, him just trying to trying his ass off to try and get something working and picking up these nasty habits that are not ideal for Formula yeah. 1 racing. Um, yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, but I mean, that's why I still hold them in quite a high regard. I just don't hold that team in a very high regard. I don't think that they're going to be consistent point scorers. I definitely think 
that they will score some points. I mean, we saw their their development over the last season was actually pretty decent. Kind of towards Mexico time, very they good. were looking like a very decent race car. And especially with Danny Rick when he was exactly. in there, he exactly. started getting some results, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what uh, Danny can do. Yuki, I think he's he's had enough time in the sport now where he should be performing at a good enough level to be consistent. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. So yeah, I mean that's just I my reasoning this, for putting them at uh, at number eight. Um, Chris, this year is his defining year. Exactly. Yeah. Yuki Tsunoda's defining year. He can't be immature as he's been with his outbursts, with his hot-headedness. Exactly. So I'm very excited to see how he progresses this year. Um, I'm, I'm quite excited to get a bit more into that when we talk about drivers because my driver standings are kind of reflective of all of the rookies we saw coming in that period. This is their year. And this is the year and that team stuff changes. needs to happen. And team driver changes to, between teams also, I think, something to watch. So, exactly. yeah, let's let's move on. Let's get to the interesting stuff where I'm wait, sure wait, some wait. of the arguments... Who do you in? have at number eight? Same team. Number eight, B-Cup. Yep. Nice. Any reasoning or pretty much the same as what I said? Pretty much the same reasoning um, as what you said. Uh, the reason I put them higher up is just because um, they are solid driver line they've got a mixture of youth with some experience um my my major concern is just their identity but i don't think that'll be this season's issue that's i'm just very confused as to where they try to fit in exactly um and i think that will start hampering them in terms of yeah their, their ambitions mainly more than anything do they want to sure. be just a sister team do they want to go and fight for themselves so i think this year will be interesting to watch okay um so yeah let's hear your number seven jumping straight into the into the top seven this is where i started struggling a bit i've gone williams at seven okay i do too shocking so i do think williams will have a better car than the alpine alpine has struggled they've struggled with their team principles they keep chopping and changing between upper management they okay i mean their livery is disgusting i hate it they've got organizational issues Definitely. 100%. 100%. And, I mean, just surely based on, on kind of the backwards trajectory or like, not even backwards, the stagnant trajectory of what they've been doing. I think that's well put, stagnant, yeah. They've just been going nowhere. They've got no development throughout the season. They look like the same car at the start of the season as at the end of the season. And every other month we hear, oh, we're bringing on this upgrade. It's going to bring us another four tenths of lap time. And then they're at the exact happens. same times. So... I don't know. Agreed. Maybe some. Maybe they need a software update at, at the. But you know what I did here is that they have been going chopping and changing not just team principles etc. But concepts. So exactly. They have actually come out with a new concept this year. As I said earlier in the podcast, this is actually one of the few cars that came out and show like. Obviously, how close to their real car it is, we don't know. But they've changed some of their suspension etc. Um, and. One of the things they've struggled with is low engine performance. For those of you who don't know, they actually have a less output in terms of horsepower than the other teams, and they need more cooling. So they've actually been struggling with trying to sort of integrate that. Um, so I'm very excited to see if, yeah, if, if they fix it this year. For sure. So you said you went for Williams at the same spot. So I Williams, did, but I do, I do think they could sneak past Alpine. I agree. I think Williams could sneak past. It all depends on Logan Sargent and whether he's able to extract at least a couple of points out of the car. And their development. 
They've exactly. got such a strong upward trend, man. Exactly. Wow. That last year when James Wiles came in, they were soaring. It's just, it, it just became a racing team again to me. Because before that, they were a team, but they were American-owned. And even the, the, the principal was Yos Capital. Who that is, I still don't really know. Um, now they've got James Files in. Yeah? I think Yost was the CEO of Dalton Capital. Or Dalton Capital, okay. whatever it was. That makes sense. Yeah. So that to me just wasn't going to work. I mean, you can't have a businessman walk in and just, you know, like Lawrence Stroll is proving a little bit. Exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what James Files does in his second year. His first off-season, really. Man, I think Williams has got exciting stuff coming. Yeah, so that's why I was in a bit of a toss-up for 7th for, for, uh, and 6th. Um, so, I mean, based off of that, you can probably guess what my 6th spot is. But I, one last comment on that. The only reason I put Williams behind Alpine is because they're unfortunately just still lacking infrastructure. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you mentioned in the last podcast about their wind tunnel. Yeah. That definitely yeah. needs to change. Hopefully, with the new sponsorships coming in, they can maybe start looking at getting some of these bigger upgrades. But, I mean, totally. you never really know until it actually happens. Yeah. Right, well... Uh, yep, I've also got six Alpine JB. So, this is shocking. We're in agreement so much so far. I promise you it's going to start changing very soon. Um, yes, six yeah. Alpine. I think that they've got one of the more stable driver lineups. It's kind of hard to say stable when they've got two French drivers in a French team <laughs> at the same time. But... Who do not like each other much. Exactly, but... I mean, in terms of performance, I think that they're very similar drivers. I think I do agree. If one driver on a weekend is able to extract a certain amount out of the car, the other driver is as well, or vice versa. So we saw kind of a dispersion of great results throughout last year, like Esteban in Monaco was really good. Pierre Gasly in Qatar, where he had his, his couple of podiums, also really, really solid. Um, I just think that the the... The, the development of the car and the actual infrastructure of the team and, and how they've structured the entire thing is just... It's messy. just... It's messy. So that's why I don't see them moving up any further, but I honestly do believe if there's points to be had on a weekend, Esteban and Pierre are more than capable of doing that. I totally agree, and I think one of the downsides, one of the disappointments, let me just say, is just that... They are such a big team. They've won championships. I mean, with Fernando Alonso in 2005, 2006, they they know how to win. They've they've got it. It's just structurally, organizationally, they're messy. We talked about the chopping and changings of team principles, um, and really, they are quite disappointing given the facilities they have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's frustrating. But honestly, if I'm honest, I've never really expected much since the Renault days, was where Cyril Abitable left. I, was, I had a bit of hope for Otmar Zafnauer, but if I'm honest, I don't really see mm. much changing at Alpine. I think they've got a similar situation to kind of a Ferrari where the actual road car division is too involved in the team. I totally agree. I totally agree. And on top of that, I feel they're not putting enough effort into the pipeline of success. They're looking sure. more at the end goal going, we need results, this has to happen, blah, 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 blah. And they're not giving the team time to... <laughs> to to develop to develop under the leadership to develop under the whatever changes they make and to actually get into that um garrick i completely agree <laughs> they are french what can you expect um that's, that's 
It's a bit of a meme in itself, isn't it? You got a French team run by French with French drivers. Yeah, surprising there haven't been any protests there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it'll again disappointing to me, and I think you put the nail on the head. You don't expect much, which is so sad. It yeah. is so sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah right. Well, I think that's safe to say that we've been pretty stable so far. Now I'm yeah. getting into the top five. Top five. I'm top just gonna five, turn the five. heat on. Because I'm a bit cold. No worries. Uh. I see Ethan said, I pray McLaren doesn't start the year last again. They they definitely won't. I promise you they won't. They definitely won't. The fact that they pulled a sneaky one and launched their car as early as possible to focus back onto the work, that was a clever move from then. And I think that's, that's a vote of confidence in their, in their car that they're going to come out with. I can't see them dropping down to last after the highs of kind of where they were ending last season. I cannot. I but I mean, we're going to get into McLaren sometime soon. Speaking of Agreed. which, top five teams, number five, who have you got? Number five, I have got Aston Martin. There's no way, dude, this is getting boring at this point. It is. But the next ones will give us enough arguments to carry us through. Don't you worry. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So, yeah. So, my logic for putting them at five, um, I think you'd have to work pretty damn hard to regress in the off-season. Normally, it's not about regressing so much as it is just about developing more than your peers i cannot see alpine out developing aston martin Definitely um, not. they they are quite they, they keep getting inflows of new equipment new money um they've got a superb driver in fernando alonso i think they really need to sort out lance stroll in terms of i just don't think he's cutting it yeah but are but we ever going to see lance are we ever going to see Lance disappearing until Lawrence has gone out of the picture? I think as a businessman at some point, at some point, you have to just look and say, look, son, I gave you a shot. I'm so sorry it didn't work out, but I need to get my money back. <laughs> We're talking yeah. about billions here. The, um, only, the only situation I can see that happening is if we get another kind of 2012 situation where the constructors, the drivers, everything is so close, and then Lance just absolutely costs positions. I totally agree. I think you need something like, you know, like an implosion where, he, you know, Lawrence Stroll, the owner of the company, sits at home and is thinking, well, crap, I could have, we, we could have jumped three positions. If Lance hadn't crashed one weekend, we would have been three positions up. And I think exactly as you said, man, once that happens, I think we'll start seeing some evolution yeah, for sure. Change. So, uh, P5 I've also gone. Aston. Fernando. Class. Absolute butter. He is... And a good car. Great car. I mean, their, ch their chassis and their, their... I mean, granted, their engine wasn't the best last year. But, I mean, that's not really their fault. I guess the car being quite draggy was their fault. But, d downforce-wise, in terms of chassis, in terms of the whole package, other than the engine, it was really, really good. It looked kind they of like... Yeah, it looked, it, they had a season almost similar to kind of like a 2018-2019 Red Bull season, where they had super, super strong chassis, super strong downforce, but again, just the, the actual engine output was kind of their downfall. So I don't think it was the engine output, actually. What do you think I don't think the biggest issue? I don't think that Mercedes is that far down on other engine units. Nobody talks about it. I think it is just draggy, personally. Yeah. I think it's draggy, and I think... They got a concept that they were like, 
yeah, we got it. Look, look at our results. But I don't think they fully understood that because none of their developments really did well. They yeah. had one development where they actually had to go rewind and go back, For um, sure. which is never good news in Formula One. You can't afford that. So Definitely. to me, it just seems like I wonder if they fully understood their concept now. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, we'll see. I guess we'll see as preseason testing gets on as the first races go on. But I think that's probably a, the last safe bet that we have in P5 Aston Martin. I think so. So now should we get into the fun stuff? Yes, please don't tell me you got the same team as me for fourth. I have got Mercedes-Benz. No ways! No! Yeah, you're right. I'm going to fight you. No, for me, <laughs> I've got Mercedes-Benz. No, 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 no. I have got uh, can... Mercedes-Benz. Okay, talk to me. Why? Why? Why is Lewis having Mercedes? Why is in the history of Formula 1 only going to get his team to fifth? To why? fourth, my bad. Why is Lewis leaving? Let's talk about this. He waited okay. until he saw the actual car. Me. He waited until yep. he saw the car. The, I mean, Lewis had definitely had, had... He was at a seat fitting. When The day after the seat he, fitting... He drove when, it on the sim. He drove it on the sim. The day after that, with the seat fitting, he goes to Toto's house and he says, Listen, I'm leaving. That does not bode well. You're right, but... And, and this is where it's going to be really interesting, is how much of it is a case of a new chapter and racing in red versus your car's trash i don't want to be driving that car <laughs> if and i I'm do think honest, there was also some relationship issues because i think he felt frustrated about the direction they went in the new era that's my next point actually the direction that they went they are behind because of the zero concept the zero side put side pod concept but that's why i put them higher is they've been behind on the concept for two years now they changed their concept Surely it can't get worse when you get a better concept. It can't get worse, but it can't get as good as teams that have already been following the same concept who have got more R&D into the concept instead of trying to pursue a dead concept. I, don't, I think that they, at the moment, have the best driver lineup in Formula 1. George Russell and Lewis Hamilton are, in my opinion, the best driver pair. I don't think I agree there. I think Even Ferrari's, Ferrari's a close second, but... George Russell and Lewis Hamilton are stupidly good. I think maybe George Russell, you can argue he's got too many mistakes in him. But I mean, you can argue the same for a short It's the only thing holding me back. But I mean, if I'm honest, when it comes down to it, if I look at the other three teams and the trajectories that they've been on in the recent times, Mercedes is the last of the top four that has regressed in the previous years. That is my reasoning. I'm sorry if I you hate you me. Always if you start from first don't you yeah i mean true but i mean <laughs> you can say so, if you want but mercedes at here's my logic. i i hear you a lot you've got a super a super good argument there of you know like they are um behind on the the development and the other teams have invested more 100 percent. to me it's just they're getting back their their goat a uh, technical director the only man so far who's proven that he can toe-to-toe -to -toe with Adrian Newey and James Allison. He's back. To get the, the man that built the fastest car in F1 history, not the most dominant, the fastest, which was, what, 2020 Mercedes car? Um, to, to get that man back in who created DAS, you know, a whole bunch of different Formula One inventions, to get him back at the helm of the ship after 
two years of the complete wrong direction and now you go, okay, well, this is the right direction. I'm not going to lie, a lot of it is emotional hope. <laughs> it's just pure hope. But I, I just can't put them at fourth. Listen, I mean, me, I understand. That's, that's probably Ferrari for me. So that's funny as fuck. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I do understand the emotional hope. Because, I mean, I've been... 2022, I predicted Charles Leclerc would be the world champion. And 2018, I predicted Sebastian Vettel would be the world champion. 2019, I predicted Sebastian Vettel would be the world champion. So if anybody knows about a, a, a heartfelt delusion, it's me. But Ferrari at four is crazy to me. It is crazy to me that you put you know Ferrari why? at four. You know what? I, I honestly think that the, the, the top, like second, third, fourth teams are going to be decided by basically one race weekend. That's that's why I, I was able to do it like that, is because to me, Charles Leclerc is going to bin it, Ferrari is going to screw up their strategy. It's just, who, who's got the bigger margin of error? To me, that's Mercedes. You've got two fast drivers, you've got good strategy, maybe not the fastest pit stops, but they, they generally don't get things wrong in terms of strategy. Um, obviously, more in the, the, the last few years, but... Yeah, I, I just don't buy into Ferrari's strategy and okay. drivers' mistakes. I promise you, my but as I said, I can dirt. honestly see, I can honestly see that there's gonna be we're gonna be at Abu Dhabi, and it's gonna be like if this driver hadn't crashed at this weekend, they'd be here. And exactly. The same thing for every team. I so definitely, I definitely agree with you. I think that that much of a muchness, really. All right. Well, so, before I actually start crying, um, number three, number three, I've got McLaren. Number three, I have gone McLaren. I think, currently, under Andreas Seidel, I believe, they are the top promising contender to Red Bull. I just think that they've been out of the title hunt for too long to be able to manage two drivers of Oscar and Norris's uh, caliber at such a high level, when, especially when it comes to these podium disputes. As not... as Oscar will get better this season. He is a proven championship winner. He is a stupidly fast driver. He's had one of the best rookie seasons since Hamilton in 2008. That's why I think, you know, obviously this is going in a bit later, but that's why I think he's going to beat Lando. Okay. His second season in the sport. Ethan Such As you said, Watch what a rookie season. What a rookie season from Oscar Piastri. He got a win and Lando didn't. Yes, it was a sprint race, but Lando did not get a win. Lando had a chance and he blew it. Watch Ethan's response in the chat to that when we get to I'm that. Get I've to got that the chat open, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Ethan, I agree with you, but I also don't agree with you. I think, I'm sure, under Mattia Bonato, Ferrari was, uh, was, was a little bit on the wayward side. But I honestly think Fred Vasseur this season is going to pull the ship together. He has already pulled so many miracles in the off-season alone that I really do think... Ferrari is not going to be fourth. And sorry, no, okay, never mind. Let's, let's get this. Let's go back onto McLaren. McLaren will win a race this season. McLaren will. I agree. They will win a I race agree. this season. I really do believe in the McLaren trajectory. I love seeing them perform well. I would love seeing them perform well, well especially if they kept the Golf livery or the Vodafone livery. But I mean, their Google Chrome Papaya Black livery, I mean, it's not the worst on the grid. So let's just wait and see. I do think. Kind of from, where, what weekend was it last year? It was kind of around Silverstone that they started going crazy. Um, 
Lewiston, they were in for the win, yeah. I really do believe that they're going to carry this momentum. There's no way that they can't. And, and to me, it's just that they, they, they were so far behind and then they got to the front so fast. There's no ways that you can do that without understanding your concept. Exactly. And I mean, arguably, I mean, not even arguably, they had the biggest jump in performance that season. You can argue Aston Martin. Easily. Aston Martin finished the previous season in seventh. I mean, they were still scoring points on a semi-regular basis and then they went up to podium contenders. McLaren went from back of the back of the back to potential race winners. I mean, they didn't win the race, but I mean, just the development... Potential race winners with a dominant Red Bull car. There's a difference between being a potential race winner 10 years ago versus last year. Exactly. I completely agree with you, dude. But if I'm honest, I cannot see them... Okay, this is going to be biased because, I mean, you know, I've got everything on. But you'll see who my... I mean, you can probably deduce who my number two is from, from my arguments. But maybe it's hopeless delusion. But I will put I them think at it three. Is. I will put them at three. I see McLaren beating Ferrari. For me, three is uh, Merck. But, yeah, that's because Ferrari was fourth for You've me. You've got Merck at um, three. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've got McLaren at two, man. Nice. I, I just think their upward trajectory is insane to me. I would lean towards saying, in my opinion, they have the strongest driver lineup in F1. Really? I would say so. They've got two super quick drivers. They don't have any beef at the moment. There's no power struggle so far. Okay. It is It is looking... You, you don't have the old head of experience, sure. But right now, that team is rocking on youthful energy. They are gunning it. And I think they've embraced that. And to me, yeah... I, I may, maybe not the strongest, but one off, if not tie first with Mercedes. Okay. So why why McLaren over Mercedes is what I want to know. Because you're a Mercedes fan. Why would you not ban the boys? They were outperforming Mercedes at the end of last year, and I think for Mercedes to change concepts and recover that gap, you'd need McLaren to mess something up. Because in a, in such a in, in a budget cap era, it is very difficult to just make up that time with an idea, for example. Okay. Um, so it hurts me, but I I would like I, in in my dreams, it ends up like that. But Mercedes is a bit sucky in the beginning, and at the end of the year, they're dominating with that. That's okay. my realistic yeah. view. But I, I still don't it. think they're gonna recover late enough, uh, early enough, to be able to take over them in the constructors because yeah as we just discussed mclaren was challenging for race wins against a very dominant red bull i, I think they just need to sort out some of their tie way and some of their strategy and i think last year we saw they were still a midfield team in the way that they approached their strategy instead of going and and for me especially at silverstone instead of going let's go for the win and i think go on softs they said no we're gonna play it safe and go can't remember if it was mediums or hards i'm pretty um, sure they kept on hards <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And to me, that was just a, a, a big moment of showing that, look, we're going to take what we can get rather than pushing. And I hope that mindset changes. I'm sure it will. If it doesn't, they've got some issues to sort out. For sure. Okay. But Zach Brown, monster businessman, monster sponsorship uh, go-getter. I, I have faith in him. Um, yeah, as I said, you'd need something to go wrong. For sure. Okay. So... I mean, number two for me. I think you've already guessed it. Whack! <laughs> <laughs> the boys in red are going to bring home number two this season. They are going to bring home second. Without a doubt in my mind. 
Jordan, did you know that they're already focusing on their 2025 car? Maybe. No, yeah, like for real. So that, that also played into me. If, if you've got a seven times world champion coming in, quite honestly, screw science, screw Leclerc. Sorry, we're going to have a shit season so that we get it out of the way. And then when Lewis Hamilton comes in, we're sorted. That to me would be the play. And that's why I didn't put them higher this year. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've got faith in the boys in red. If I if you but look at the data, Italian, who knows what they're thinking? Yeah, that's true. They, I mean, an Italian with a race car is the scariest thing on the planet. <laughs> I mean, it's terrifying to watch them race week in week out. But <clears throat> the reason I've put them at number two, if we look at the data, okay, maybe not the results, but the data. If we look at the data, they have had the closest car to Red Bull for the past two years. On qualifying pace only, though. On qualifying pace, yes. In the races, I mean, they've got a similar issue to Haas, where they just cook their tyres beyond belief, and then they have to pit, and then as soon as Ferrari comes into the pit lane, it just falls apart a bit. But <laughs> I am hopeful that Fred Visser is going to be able to pull something together here. I don't believe that they can bin the season, and then Lewis Hamilton looks at their team struggling in the midfield, while he's contemplating, damn, did I make the bad call of going to Ferrari 2025? I don't think, I think they want to save face. And if we look at how well their engine was performing last year, they had the, they had the fastest straight line speed at Monza. They had the fastest straight line speed at Vegas. They were lightning quick in a straight line. Their chassis was pretty good over low speed corners. Medium speed is where they started to struggle a bit, where it became a bit peaky. And I just think that they'll sort out these issues. And with... With Ferrari in the position that they are in now and with the resources that they've got around them and the team they've got around them, I am delusional, probably, but I still really believe Ferrari will secure second. I just don't see them overcoming. You're right, they've got amazing <clears throat> quality pace, but their race pace just isn't there. And yeah. against a team like Mercedes, who's a little bit slow, but their tire wear is better than Ferrari. I think in a in a 24 race season, that tire wear is going to come back to bite them. And again, I, for me, it's just the idea. You know, I I do I I agree with you. I do back Fred Vasseur, and that's why I back him taking a bit more of a logical approach. Let's say, um, in terms of going, you know what? Let's not send it full beans this year. Let's make sure that we are full beans in 2025 for when Hamilton comes in and then use that momentum for the new era. That to me would be the best move. What's another year without a championship for Ferrari, Jordan? Don't say that to know. me, dude. Don't say that to me. You're going to touch a nerve and I swear I will end the stream and go to bed. How many years has it been? 16 now? No, it's... What's 17? You know, so that's my, that's my um, logic is just I think in a in a smart business move, you would just say, look, let's send it for the next year. Um, so, yeah, I do think they will be fast. And for the sake of the sport, people often misunderstand me in the way when I get happy that Ferrari wins. And I'm like, I'm not a Ferrari fan, but I'm a Formula One fan. You can't be a Formula One fan without having a feeling about Ferrari. Exactly. I mean, and I mean, listen, I mean, I think from the logical viewpoint you are correct about my view but if i followed good logic i wouldn't be a ferrari fan 
I simply wouldn't. Now that's true. You do enjoy the the. I, I'm convinced you're just an adrenaline junkie because that's what you need to do to pull a Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, dude, could they I'm... win this week? Could they both crash this week? Exactly, dude. It's like a roller coaster, but you don't have a seatbelt attached. It's great fun, but I think I completely uh, agree that Ferrari are their own enemy from the chat. I yeah, mean, they really are. That's definitely true. Um, I just, yeah, I, I, I can see something special happening. I've got such a good feeling coming into 2024, 2025, 2026. Please Ferrari, don't end the stream when I ask you this, but how many times have you had that good feeling over the last years? Once. You sure? You didn't have that feeling in 2017, 2018, 2019? No, 2018 was the last time I had that feeling. Okay. Okay, so it's a it's a different feeling. I, I this like is that. Different. I really this like is, that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm developing amnesia or something, or my brain is just like starting to slowly rot inside my skull from watching Ferrari's race strategies. <laughs> but I this is this feels different. This 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 feels like a proper move. I think maybe yeah. twenty twenty two I might have had a similar feeling, but not not on this level. Twenty twenty two I was hopeful, but I wasn't confident. Okay. okay, I like that. You've sold me a bit. You you really, really have. Um and, and again it's one of those. I Ferrari is probably the only team besides Mercedes that I would love seeing win a championship. For sure. And I, I I wouldn't mind. I would sit there and go, Yes. Um home of my idol Michael Schumacher, so for me that I'd be happy to, to have them. And I might have to become a Ferrari fan because I'm quickly learning that maybe I don't want to sport Mercedes without Hamilton. <laughs> I think that's like half of the, we'll the cross, Mercedes we'll fan base. The when I get there. Yeah, exactly. Jemo, I, I, I just, appreciate I, I would, that, dude. I'd feel too guilty just um, yeah, just leaving Mercedes. Sure. But yeah. And I mean, you've you've already got the shirts and stuff, so what can you do? And those shirts cost money. Any amount <laughs> of Formula One costs money. That I'm just looking at it and I'm like, I can't afford to support a new team. That's <laughs> oh, not great. Um, but yeah, James, thanks. So you, you have Ferrari as second. Yeah, yeah. I think, okay, Ferrari second, I think that's debatable. We'll, we can debate until the, the end of the earth. But number one, I think, is probably the most obvious pick on the list. Okay, actually, well, no, it was. Haas at number 10 was a little bit less obvious than what's going to be at number one. Number one, Red Bull Racing. Easy. You cannot say anything different around the Christian Horner scandal that's going on at the moment, around the drama around the team, around everyone leaving. They just come off of a, a, a season where they've won 21 out of 22 races. Like, and they've got Andrew Newey. Exactly. Drop, drop the mic. Yeah, I mean, who else could you put there? Nobody. Realistically, if you had come here and you had told me somebody else would have taken this championship this year, I would have just like called emergency services in the Netherlands to your address because either you are taking something you shouldn't be or you are having a medical emergency because there's no way nobody else there's no one there's no way anybody else is going to win this season I mean it's one of those you know this is where the emotion comes in I don't think anyone will win but man does my heart hope yeah I'm getting, Again. Jordan, I'm getting so tired of seeing orange shirts every Sunday here. <laughs> I'm getting so tired. Should do a thing and when you go out to... on the streets and someone was wearing a world championship Red Bull shirt and I was like, man, we get it. <laughs> we should definitely do a thing where uh, 
you take our Instagram page and you go on a race weekend and you go and you add to your story, you walk down the street and just add a counter for how many orange shirts that you see. I think that could be quite fun. I mean, I'll do that. I'll do it when the, the, when the Grand Prix comes here. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. So in summary, I had 10 horse, 9 stake, 8 Visa, VCOB, 7 Williams, 6 Alpine, 5 Aston, 4 Mercedes, 3 McLaren, 2 Ferrari, 1 Red Bull. The only differences you had, you swapped Merck and Ferrari around. No, you had McLaren 2, Merck 3, Ferrari 4, right? Correct. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, it wasn't as different as I thought it would be. I mean, actually, I don't think it could have been much more different based on what we've seen. No. But, um, yeah, I think uh, maybe the driver's standings is going to add a little bit more spiciness into this. All right. So we're gonna go tw- we're gonna go twentieth through first, I think, starting at the back and then moving our way up to yep. world champion. I mean, we could start at the world champion, but I mean that would just be kind of the most obvious thing on the planet. So let's go. Uh, let's go through our drivers. Our driver standings. Chris, do you want to start us off, or do you want me to start us off? You can start off. I'm just getting our list ready so that I can keep track of who's got who. Okay. I'm even going to make an Excel for this because I'm keeping receipts. We'll, we'll, we'll repost this at the end of the year and see where we are. Oh, yes. Okay. So, P20. Kevin Magnussen. I have got gone... KB too. You've gone K-Mag, K-Mag as well? I've gone K-Mag as well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've put K-Mag just on the basis that he's doing nothing at the moment. I mean, granted, 2022, he had that brilliant pole position at Brazil. What did that result in? That resulted in Daniel Ricciardo and him having a little bit of a fiasco into the barriers. Yep. Otherwise, he's not a point scorer. He's not a qualifier. He struggled more than anyone to get to grips with his own car last year. I think you've also just nailed the head, the, the, the nail in the head is that he doesn't have anywhere where he excels. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure if you put him Nico in a different Hulkenberg series... Nico excels in qualies. Exactly. I'm sure if you put K-Mag in a different series, it would probably be quite good. But Definitely. Yeah. So I think, 20, you've also done the same thing? Any different reasonings? Anything you want to add? No, no, no real different reasonings. Pretty much exactly what you said. Yeah, I just, he, he's not really, I, I don't know if he's lost the, the motivation or what, but he, he, he kind of seems like he's just there. Um, he, he's, he got into a lot of incidents last year. He did. A lot. A lot of, a lot of crashes. Not, not even crashes. Not even just crashes. He got so many penalties. Like and it, track it, limits it violations. Falls at yeah. 100%. Yeah, it, yes, that's a, I forgot about that. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, they weren't all his fault, but he, he just seems like right now he's the new Grosjean. Exactly. I completely agree. I couldn't agree more. All right, well, I yeah. think that's enough about Mr. K-Mag. 19, who have you got? The Hulk. The Hulk? The Hulk. Mm, okay, okay, okay. I just think that Haas car is going to be a dog. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think it's going to be a terrible car, but I think Nico might. He, I have more faith in him to pull out a couple of hero performances. But so then, who do you have at nineteen? Because for me, it's quite difficult. Because it's like, do I have faith in Hulkenberg? Yes, but who do I see him beating? I have got Joe Guan Yu in nineteen. I've gone Joe Guan Yu. Why? He was a very consistent driver. He's been in Formula 1 for long enough now where he should be beating Bottas. He's not. I think the Sauber... T- I mean, I think that the, the, the stake kick F1 Sauber, whatever their nonsense is called, they will regress this season. 
and I don't see them performing as well as they did in certain tracks last year. Unless they kept the exact same chassis, but they just don't have a development path. They will not be a point-scoring team. They might not even score a point this season. I don't know. I can see, at most, Joe Guanyu scoring two points this season. That's it. Maybe at a track like Hungary, Monaco, somewhere where it's kind of more chassis-reliant. Nowhere else. So you want something crazy? Mm. Last year, Haas managed to score 12 points. Yeah. 12 10 place finishes. And I just look at that and think if Haas could have managed that last year, I think they will manage some points finishes. Um, yeah. I, I that That's why I went for a double Haas sort of at the bottom. Um, but I... I I, I think Zhou Guan Yu is going to beat Bottas this year. Okay. All right. Now I get you. Okay. I think this is his year to beat him. I think we'll see. Because now, I mean, I haven't put him much higher. But in 18th, I've got Nico. One position higher. Okay. You know who I've got 18th? Who? Lance Stroll. Oh, okay. Wait, that's based. I think this is going to be a year from half for Lance. You've put him in 18th when you've put... I've put him in 18th. You've put Aston at 5th in the Constructors. Um, you're right that it does sound a bit delusional. Okay. And I am second-guessing it a bit. But again, for me, it was just like... I was trying to do one-on-ones. You know, for sure. so... For, for me to look at it, Lance Stroll... Yeah, just, I just... I really think he's going to have a bad year. I mean... Let me double check where he finished last year. Last think, year he was in 10th. Yeah. And he still had a terrible I, I, season. Bro, with him at the end of the season punching people and doors and walls, I, I think he's not going to just snap and be daisies. Yeah. That I was mean, my main motivation. No, okay, I can see that. Okay. I, I, I didn't really consider the post, the like end of season meltdown that he had. But I just think that the, the car that Aston will give him, he will be able to score points That's under fair. some conditions. And I think one thing that I also forgot that I've just remembered now is last season he missed the preseason testing. And he, he probably won't this year. So Maybe he should just stay off bicycles this year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe okay. he'll find something new to injure himself though. That's interesting. <laughs> so... You went 18, so, you went... That's, let me say this, that, that's my least confident prediction. Okay. I think you put Lance at 18th, I put Nico, right? Okay. So you put Zell at 19th, yeah, you put Nico at 18th. Okay. 17, I have gone for Valtteri Bottas. Okay. Again, same situation as... Uh, as Mr. Zhou Guan Yu, I just don't see this car being decent at all. In any circumstance. Maybe one or two points here and there. But I put VB also there. Yeah, okay. That's valid. I think... Okay, so wait, you're putting Zhou above VB then? Yes. Okay, I, I mean, I can see that. I can, I can really see that. But I also do see that the other it could easily flip the other way around. Because I do think VB still Agreed. has a decent performance in him. But I think, as we said earlier, he's kind of in his twilight zone. He's like in those right... Well, that's and why I put Sauber. him behind. That's why I put him behind. For so sure. is really just because I, I think he's slowly checking out, you know, for him. <laughs> Dude, did, you see what was just, did you see what was said in the chat about what Stroll should do? 
You should go and sell encyclopedias. <laughs> what? Oh my days. Okay. All right. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> that's such, I would. That's the most creative stroll comment I've ever seen in my life. Um, it really is. That was good shit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Okay. So let's move on from then. Seventeen. So you went for Bottas. I went for Bottas. Sixteen. Yeah. I've gone Logan Sargent. I've gone Zell. Okay. Valid. I don't see Logan scoring. Yeah. I get it. I, I think he will definitely do better this season. I think he will do enough to retain maybe a Williams drive. I hope I'm dead wrong on this. Because I actually really like Logan as a character. He seems a super I, down I see to earth guy. Up. I think he's a super sweet kid. I think he's actually, he's got really good pace. Like, I mean, his F2 campaign was quite competitive. Um, the only problem is it's only at times. So that's where yeah. I, I think I, I do disagree with you putting him at 16th purely because i think it was a rookie season and we're very quick to be like yeah he was trash and everything but he's still getting up to grips williams also not the easiest of cars to drive for sure um, so i i see him going one position higher 15. okay okay i like that so you went so i'm not completely off of yeah off, you know like no he's gonna be 10th but i put him one position higher just because i thought the people behind us um that's interesting. I went 15 Yuki. Hmm. I put Yuki at 15.2. I think... I just don't see that... No, color. wait. Wait. I made a mistake. Hang on, hang yeah. on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. My bad. Because I wrote down the initials. Okay. So I had Logan Sargent at 18th, not Stroll. Ah, okay, that makes a bit more sense than me. Yeah, because I was sitting there looking like, what did I miss? Yeah, no, okay. So I've got, yeah, I've got Lance Stroll, because they're both LS. Um, I've got Lance Stroll at 15. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes much more sense in my own brain. Right, so yes. I've gone Yuki Tsunoda, surely on the basis that I think he, that is where the car will allow him to go. This is my... Yep, I've got Yuki at 14, so I'm in agreement with you in that region. I've got... So my 15-14 is Yuki Daniel. I've put them close together because I think that they're going to be an outlier from the complete back markers, but they're not going to be Williams. I I've think, done the complete same thing. I've also yeah. got Danny Rick beating Yuki. Yeah, so I've got them. I've got Yuki, Yuki 15, Danny 14. I do think Danny will outperform Yuki. He was already outperforming Agreed. Yuki when he came in. If it wasn't for that Zandvoort incident, I mean, I still do feel like I'm not too sure why they put him back in the car instead of Liam Lawson. But I, I'll say that I was still impressed, especially Mexico. Mexico was Danny's standout weekend. He almost overtook George on the, last, on the last lap going into the stadium section in a Mercedes. And I just think that he's yeah. going to come out this season with a point to prove. I think Red Bull is such a good environment for Danny because they love him there. They absolutely love Daniel. And they're going to build that car around him. I think they've already said to Yuki, listen... Try and keep up, learn from Daniel. We're just going to put the car development in his direction. But I still don't think that they're going to be consistent point scorers. But they will be clear of the kick sabers and they will be clear of the uh, the the pass cars. So I think they'll be an outliers from them. But yeah, I can't see them doing much better. So Yuki fifteen, Daniel fourteen. You said you've got fourteen Yuki. Yep. And then thirteen, you've got Daniel. Yeah. Okay. So you. Kind of in agreement with the whole 
standpoint of, yep. of what I was saying. Correct. So who's your 13th? 13th, I've got Ocon. Thirteenth, I've got Ocon. I've also got I've got Ocon twelve. So it seems like the order is fairly similar for us. Yeah. Just a few backmark changes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, reason being, Ocon. I just. I mean, he's a decent driver. But again, I just Alpine such a stagnant team. There's going to be points there, but they're never going to be contending for podiums, the higher points positions. Maybe on the odd occasion they'll get a podium by chance, which is what happened kind of a couple of I times think, yeah. last season but yeah i mean it's again it's alpine and i mean esteban isn't the quickest driver on the planet but he's not the worst so i think he'll do decent enough to get 13th but nothing more yeah i agree with that um he he also was quite messy last year and i'm for me the emergence pierre gasly it was his first year in alpine i think he's going to start doing better and personally i don't think Ocon's going to handle that well for sure i think there's going to be some mental issues for him Okay. So, I agree with that position, yeah. Nice. Okay, who do you got at 12? At 12, above Esteban Ocon, I have got Alex Albon. Nice. Okay. Okay. That's that, That's probably a bit more reasonable when I, where, than where I've got him, but I couldn't agree more. He's such a... He is class. Alex is... Red Bull kind of screwed his career... Almost screwed his career completely. He is absolutely cooking at the moment he is cooking and for me it was just there was some real standout performances from last year yeah. canada um you know that one really stands out to me because he excelled in a williams he was first in qualifying um in one of the sessions of qualifying so again upwards trajectory of williams alex is currently the anchor point of that team he's the the, the main man in that team so completely for sure i completely okay. agree I've gone Lonstrol 12. I think... Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the reasons are quite obvious. He's going to have a decent enough car to be a decent, co decently consistent sports, uh, point scorer. But I don't think that yeah. he's going to be enough to contend for kind of the higher points positions, top 10 even. Just as inconsistency is going to plague him. Completely. And again, going back to that mental breakdown that he had at the end of the year, I just don't see him yeah, recovering well with that. So you said you had Stroll in 12th, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I had Ocon there. Nice. Um, so, yeah, and then... 11th, who you got? 11th, I've got Albon. Because I had Ocon at 12. Yeah. We're a bit off. Yeah, I've got Who's Albon. Who's your 11? Albon as well. Also 11? Also 11. I mean, Absolute what more piece. can we say about Alex? I think the car might limit him a bit, but I mean, he's going to do the most in that car. I think Alex is going to have a breakout year this year that will... I, I really think he's going to put in some performance that people are going to be like, what? Yeah. What? I, completely I really agree. think he will. I completely agree. Um, right. Yeah, 10. Top 10, finally. I've got Pierre Gasly. 10th, I have got Pierre. Nice. I think he's... I've also got Pierre. I think he's overall a more, uh, more well-rounded driver than Ocon. He's got a bit more stable completely shoulders agree. on him. And he's shorter. Exactly. Less drag. So just to give a quick explanation of that, uh, Esteban Ocon is quite tall for a Formula yeah. 1 driver. So his head actually is not very aerodynamic for the car because his helmet sort of sits above where you'd want it. For yeah. those of you who don't know. So that's quite like interesting. 180, he has to get a, 182 centimeters. 183. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Somewhere around Which there. doesn't sound that tall, but in an F1 car, I mean, Lewis Hamilton is shorter than me. Exactly, Which yeah. I'm not tall. <laughs> so that's quite interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's a valid uh, test. Yeah. I think that was probably the most totally stable agree. position I've had I've for the top, top 13. Yeah. Number nine, you're going to hate me for this. George Russell. George. Same. Wait, what? No way, dude. You're lying to me. Why would you put George at nine? It was, oh, okay, actually, I can see why you would put him at nine, but I thought you would. One of the reasons why I'm questioning if I should still support Mercedes is George. I just, I'm not crazy about him. He, he just does not give me world championship material right now. And maybe he grows into it, maybe he doesn't. But to me, George just hasn't shown me enough. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like calmness. Mm. I mean, Singapore, when Hamilton was on top of him, he went straight into a wall and threw away a podium. Like, yeah. it, it's stuff like that that I, I, I really, and, and it's one of the reasons why I don't see Leclerc currently as world championship material, but he's a bit a step ahead of George for me. And that is because, I, for me, consistency is such a, an important skill in F1. And, and it's something I focus on a lot. And George Definitely. just doesn't strike me as having that yet. Nice. Okay, yeah, I completely agree. Literally not even a different reason for me. I do think he will grow into a world championship calendar driver, but he's not close at the moment. Agreed. No. Okay. Number eight. Who you and got? maybe when Hamilton leaves, it will see some mental changes. Yeah. Eight. I've got Fernando. Huh. Okay. I just don't. Again, n this is not my strongest prediction. I could easily swap him out for Carlos, who's next up on my list. Um, but I just don't see that Aston being, you know, I just think it's a bit far, further off the pace than yeah. the next top eight. I've so got the same at number eight. Also, I've, Alonso. I've got the same. I, uh, I mean, that's going to round off my fifth place in the in the. Fernando will carry them to fifth in the constructors, but they're not going to do anything bonkersly totally spectacular. Agreed. Okay. Totally uh, agreed. Now, now where is is where I honestly feel everything could chop and change in my predictions. Agreed, and just just from a race weekend, you know. Or a podium, uh, sure. a qualifying mistake. Completely agree. So, in wait, we're in seventh now, right? Yeah, seven. Or was it eighth? Seven. No, it is seven. Yeah, seventh. I've got color signs. Same. Yeah, I mean, he's a super consistent driver, Could but he just doesn't have the overall pace. Doesn't have the flashes exactly. Completely agree. Um, I think yeah, when they, nothing more for me to say. Yeah, I, I think that the, the, the direction of development we saw Ferrari go in, they're going to favor Charles again this year. They're not going to favor him. He's going to do I enough to score too. podiums, maybe even another race wing. I, I absolutely hope, but... I don't think I see a race win from Carlos this year. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe that's, again, I, I don't know why. I don't have any evidence or anything like that. Just a gut feeling. For sure. Okay, I mean, so wait, you had Carlos at the same spot, right? Yep, he's six. P6, I have got Oscar Piastri. I've got Lando Norris. Okay, okay. I see what you did there. I mean, Ethan made an interesting point earlier. Piastri is going to qualify, is going to beat Norris this year. Yeah, I can see it, but I think also Ethan made an interesting point in the chat earlier. He said, we haven't really seen Norris driving with the utmost confidence in his car. And if McLaren give him that package, will, Lor will Norris even be the same driver? For me, it's just how close Oscar Piastri was to Lando Norris in his rookie season. For sure. 
I, I, I just, what a rookie season. Uh, most points scored in a rookie season since Lewis Hamilton. Um, so, so for me, yeah, Ethan, I really do see Lando Norris in P6. Dude, you made him mad. Come on, why would you do that to bro? Come I see on. Lando trying so hard to eventually to, to keep up with Norris that he's gonna crash a wall or something like that and just throw something away again. Okay. I yeah. feel like he's getting into his hot-headed era, and that's why he just doesn't give me confidence, man. Okay, all right. I mean, that's valid. So, you've got... Wait, you had Norris at six, right? Correct. Okay. Number five, Lewis Hamilton. Are you okay, man? No, I'm just short-circuiting real quick. Um, I completely disagree. Completely <laughs> disagree. That is the biggest, the worst take I've heard on this podcast That's the so best far. take on this podcast This so is the far. worst take I've heard. This is the best take so far, dude. Lewis Jordan, I will put a hundred rand on it right now that he doesn't, that he does better than Finn. Right now. I don't want to take that bet because I know I'm going to be wrong, but... That's why it's a bad take. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it on. I'll take it on. Lewis Fifth. Lewis Fifth. Lewis Fifth. I'm confident. It's on the podcast for, for people to remember. I, so, don't think, I don't think it's an issue of driver skill. I don't think it's an issue of driver skill at all. I think he's going to pull the most he possibly can out of that Mercedes-Benz package. It's just the cars in front of him are going to be too good. That's my only reason. I, I hear your point. But you know what my counter-argument to that is? He's Lewis Hamilton. If there is anyone 100% if there's anyone on this grid besides Max Verstappen that can pull something that you're going how did he do that it's, it's Logan Sargent <laughs> it's Nicholas Latifi <laughs> um, we're gonna so see the return me, exactly so for me just because of that I have to say um, I, I disagree is because I think he's gonna pull a race one this year okay yeah, I can see maybe a race. He's going to return back to the top of the tape, the, the, the podium, and I think he will. Man, you want to hear a hot take? Yeah. Who's your fifth? I've got LH in three. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. That's, I, Which I'm, I think... I'm doubting a little bit, but I've yeah. got him in third, man. I can see that being a bit delusional, but. It is a bit delusional. I agree. Who do you have at fifth? If you say Charles, I'm actually just going to cry. Sergio Perez, dude. Ah, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I, I just one think higher. Perez checked out. I think he's he's just not there, and I think he's he, in his head he's given up on trying to beat Max, and Definitely. I think that was the only thing that was keeping him as competitive as he was. For sure. So that's why for me he's fifth. Okay, no, that's probably a much more based. Actually, I want to swap my predictions around. I want to swap Lewis and Sergio, please. Because I had Sergio at four. I want to swap it, please. Okay, we can do that. But I'll still take you up on the bet, Lewis Fifth. I'll still take you up on that bet, the 100 Rand bet. Let's make it interesting. We'll make it 100 Rand for fourth. 100 Rand for fourth. Uh, I say he'll do better than fourth, bro. Okay, yeah. No, I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet any day. Let me write in the Excel. Lewis. <laughs> 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 I don't think, I think consistency is why he will be in fourth this year at least. 
I personally. I don't know why I put Sergio... Uh, the only reason I put Sergio higher than him initially is just looking at the Red Bull car. But... Babe. I mean, yeah, no, I, I definitely want to change those predictions around. I think I was a bit wrong with that. Okay. Um. So then, you know my fourth. My fourth is Lewis. My fifth is Sergio. Your fourth is... Who? My fourth is... Oscar Piastri. Holy smokes. Where did you have Lando? Seventh. Eighth. I had Lando in sixth. That's mad. Ethan's actually going to get upset now. Where is he? Dude, okay. I can see it happening by some slight miracle off chance. But that's, that is not it for me. I think Norris is a more complete driver at the moment than Piastri. Give, maybe P, give Piastri this season as well. 2025, he'll beat, he'll beat Lando. Piastri's flashes is what's going to carry him. Okay. His good weekends are going to carry him. And I mean, he's had experience. This grid, this grid is going to be so tight this year. For sure. That I think it is literally going to be about what you missed. You, you, you lost the 10th in qualifying. Well, you just lost six positions. And I, mean, I think it is going to be that mental. Piastri has Piastri's flashes is going to be better than Norris's high points. Yeah, he has won a race in uh, in some kind of Formula One event, which is which Norris is quite hasn't. good. Yeah, I mean that's true. Norris hasn't. Ethan just saying it's fine. The boys will prove you wrong. Okay. He's so tricky. He can't even think of a comeback. I can <laughs> I can feel it. He's just like, no, it's fine. I'll let them do the work. And yeah, we'll see. All right, well, we'll see. I think that that's pretty based. Okay, number three. <laughs> number three. I've got, number three. I've got Mr. Lando Norris. Okay. I think that's probably the most responsible choice I've made in the top five, top six. I really do feel like Lando Norris is just going to carry McLaren through 2025. I'm sorry, 2024. That's where I disagree. I don't think he'll carry them. I can see your, your judgment as to put him in three, and it's something that, yeah, I, I can easily agree with. Yeah. But I just don't see him carrying. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. Um, I just think that he's such a good driver. I really think that he's absolutely bad. He really Formula, is. Formula he One really is his is. environment. It's where, he's it's where he's thrived the most. I mean, even it was, his Formula One seasons have been better than his junior, junior career so far, other than karting. And yeah. all of the junior formulas, he looked like a really decent driver, like a quick driver. But Formula One, he's just stepped into a new element. And with... The McLaren package. He looks so comfortable. You're exactly. Right. So calm, yes. so collected until his engine stops working. But I really do think that Norris will take third. Uh, you said a third you've got? Lewis Hamilton? Yep. I don't agree. That's where... That's, I, I don't either. That was emotional. Okay. Uh, straight up, honest, that was pure emotion. You For know sure. what's crazy? I actually had him at second. And then I reread my list and I was like, Chris, you're being an idiot. So, Yeah. This is the biggest surprise of me from your list so far. Because I can see who's at number two. I can see who's at number two already. Max Verstappen. Dude, are you... <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you crazy? No. Yeah, okay, for sure. Okay, uh, no, I'll put Charles at number two. I think he's definitely the second quickest driver in Formula One at the moment. Definitely not the second most consistent. But again, you, your, your reasoning for Oscar is my re reasoning for Charles. The flashes will definitely bring... Charles to second. He's finished second before he can do it again if the Ferrari just give him a decent package. Agreed. Um, I just want to shout out to Ethan. The stats at the end is all the arguing I need. Um, Lando still doesn't have a win in any Formula 1 event. So you're right. The stats do do the talking. Um, 
It's all love. It's all love. Um, so then if Norris is third, does that mean he gets his first win? Yeah, I think so. You think so? I do. I do think so. I think either at Silverstone in front of his home crowd. No. Or I can see it happening at one of the, the low top speed, high downforce tracks. I think it'll happen at the end of half of the season. I just think he's not there mentally yet to, to not bottle it in short. I, I just think he's still got a bit of a mental block where he feels the pressure too much or something. Gets flashbacks um, from Sochi 2021. That, that was the exact race I thought of, actually. Um, and I just think because of that, yeah, I, if he gets a win, it'll be a second half. For sure. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I'm happy to be wrong about more people winning than we think. So, Definitely. you know, I'm happy to have people shouting at me saying, I told you I'm right. But, yeah. You deserve to be mad, Ethan. <laughs> I, I'm burning bridges out here. I know, dude. I know. Okay. Don't worry. Well, Shane, before Ethan has an aneurysm, let's get on to number one. Number one, I mean, yeah, who, number else, one's pretty easy. who else could it be? Probably the easiest pick on this list other than last. Max Verstappen. He's going to become a four-time world champion. It's just going to happen. Oof, I, mean, I forgot that, dude. Oof. It's going to happen. And I mean, everybody's going to argue, oh no, he's a three-time world champion, Lewis is an eight. He's a, according to Formula One history books, he's a four-time world champion. Yeah. And yeah. you can argue about the legality of his first, and you can argue until the cars come home, but the matter of fact is 2024. The books are four. The books will yep. represent his fourth world championship, and that is beyond, without a shadow of a doubt, in my own mind. Yeah, I, I, I really hate to say it because I'm not the biggest Verstappen fan. Um, he just irks me for, for a few reasons, but I, I, I agree. Um, I do agree. So, yeah, I think this is a pretty good place to, to wrap up. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, it was so long today. Yeah, Thank I didn't think that this. Answer. I didn't think these topics would take as long as they did. Um, Neither did I, dude. So we'll do a maybe we'll do a separate, uh, maybe a shorter video, not actually a full podcast on kind of our review of the twenty twenty three season, what our thoughts were. Um, maybe even it's a bit too close to the twenty twenty four season to do that, so we might give that a skip. But uh, by the time our next podcast comes out, we're going to have all of the F one liveries for the twenty twenty four season out. So we're going to be trying to do a little bit of a tier list. I'm going to try and sort out some cool graphics for that. And then um, kind of you've heard some of our opinions already on kind of what we think about the current liveries. But let's wait and see for what's going to come come in this coming week. All right. Well, I uh, just gave a quick message there to you, Ethan. If Norris wins in the first half of the season, i.e. before exactly race number 12, I will jump in a canal. And I will upload it. And these canals are dirty. So that's a pretty big deal. No way. So I hope you keep stuck to our podcast so that you can wait for that episode to drop. Okay, I really like that. That's a, that's a, you know that, that's a confident bet. I respect a confident man. I respect a betting man. Um, but yeah, so hopefully. And I will jump in the canal the weekend that he wins. So if it's cold, tough luck. You'll imagine it's so snowing, dude. You that got would be that crazy. to end with. Alright guys, well, thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry that we ran a little bit over time. I didn't think that this would take as long as it did. I think maybe some of the the Lewis Hamilton discussions got a bit a bit overboard. Um, but yeah, we will uh, we will be hopefully live a little bit earlier next week Monday. We're going to try and do eight thirty every single Monday. Um, yep. So we'll check you there. We had some technical difficulties. 
everybody please make sure to drop a subscribe to the channel if you want to know when we do go live just drop notifications up um we will try and get everything up make sure to follow us on spotify and apple music we are going to be uploading on there as well and then go and check out our instagram page we share a bunch of content to our story if there's anything hype that happens we let you guys know about it but other than that chris do you have any closing words for this no just the usual thank you so much guys for watching everyone um please keep interacting with us uh Feel free to DM us if you want to see us do stuff, if you want to hear more of certain things, if you want explanations, please. Um, we're really open up. Like, we're happy to help. So thank you so much for your support. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. Again, again, just some kind words in the chat for us as we leave. But we'll see you guys next week, Monday, hopefully, from myself and Chris. I think we're going to call it here um, before anybody has a stroke. So cheers, guys. Have a good week, guys. Cheers, cheers.